Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flynn. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Hello and welcome to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. I am your host, Elsie Flinnard, and have I got a treat for you. You are going to love, love, love my next guest. He is Chun. He is the, the founder of Rainbow Loom, and uh, he has a ton of wisdom and knowledge that he is going to share with us today. But first, let me um, just say thank you to all of you who listen to the show, who support the um, the podcast, who go to our website, who um, are, are, are um, supporting us on social media, coming to the events that we have in the community. Thank you. Thank you so much, because we wouldn't be able to do what we do without your support. So thank you. Thank you so much. Also, don't forget to check out our other shows that are broadcasting on WQYLDB radio, you can go to the website WQYL-DB.com under the programs tab and see all of the lovely programs that we have uh, for you. So uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I wanted to welcome Chun uh, to to the show. So Chun, first of all, thank you so much for uh, for being on the, the Enterprise Now radio show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be in the, your show. Cool, cool, cool. Well, one of the things that, that I do every week, June, is I, I tell people um, to tell me about themselves. And when I when I say that, I mean, you're welcome to go as far back to the day you were born, or you can start more recently. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, I am uh, an immigrant. Um, I came from Malaysia. Um, uh, this is back in 19... 19- 1991, so it's been about what 26 years. Um, and I brought my sweetheart, high school sweetheart, uh, with me. She's my wife uh, now. Um, so uh, we have two daughters, um, Teresa, 19, and uh, Michelle, uh, 16. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's us. <laughs> and we uh, we together created Rainbow Room. Nice, nice. So, talk to me a little bit about that uh, that part of of, of your your history. You, you you mentioned you're an immigrant. So, what about the United States or America made you want to 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 come here? Well, I came here uh, to. I went to uh, school, uh, Wichita State University. Um, I graduated with a master degree. Uh, actually, started with a bachelor's degree in uh, mechanical engineering. 
and and then I decided to continue to pursue my master degree. And after master degree, um, I in fact I w- I wanted to go back to Malaysia to work uh, because my family is up, you know every everybody were there is there. So um, I uh, but the problem was uh, back then it was in that was in 1997. Uh, there was. Uh, economy in Asia starting to went back. In fact, uh, they had a big recession uh, in 1998. Um, so many of my friends told me that um, a lot of them went back and they lost their job and couldn't find anything to do. Um, so I, at that time, I heard about there's a program for um, graduates uh, and they can apply for a job uh, as a uh, to train to get training in the United States, so I applied for that program, and then I kind of stick around. Um, the The part is, uh, United States is a place that the longer you stay, the more that you love the country, you know, love to love the place. So I felt in love with the United States, obviously, and um, and I stay. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I, I may be a little bit partial, but um, I'm in love with the United States as well. <laughs> My daughters were born here, obviously. They, you know, this is home. Um, we felt home here. Then every time we travel to any place else, and every time we came back, and this is home, um, you know, that's what we felt like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your um, your degree at Wichita State. Um, now, I, I I am a graduate of Southern Illinois University, so we're we're in, kind of in the same um, conference, if you will, uh, in the the Missouri Valley Conference. But um, so talk talk to me a little bit about that experience and what kind of um, what about that experience led to the next experience, which ultimately led to um, what what you're doing now. Yeah, so this went back to uh, when we started uh, as an, I mean, international student. Um, I came together with my younger brother, um, and I, my, uh, my back in Malaysia is a multi-racial country. Uh, kids get to go to different type of schools. Uh, my brother, younger brother, he went to uh, English educated school, and I went to Chinese educated school. Um, I was uh, really, actually, I was really nervous about coming to United States because um, my English uh, level was pretty, pretty low. Let's put it that way. Um, so I couldn't speak uh, English when I came here, and uh, it was uh, really scary. Uh, so I had to take um, um, the before entering to Wichita State as a um, like an English intensive school. Program. Uh, I went there for uh, one semester uh, before I actually get to admitted to the uh, university in Wichita State. So um, the, the the reason we went to Wichita State is because um, my uh, the, Wichita State was the only school that both of us uh, was uh, uh, admitted to. So that's why we we came. We decided to stick together. Uh, stick together. Um, so we came, we went to Wichita State. In fact, we didn't really do too many shopping around, you know. Um, but uh, came to Wichita State, um, I mean, uh, I actually liked the, the place a lot. Um, even though it's not a 
really a big uh, famous school. It's not the elite. Um, um, the I mean, it's a very famous school. Um, but um, but they have a very good program as well, like engineering program. They are pretty good in the aerospace program as well. Uh, yeah. So um, so yeah, we we, uh, we we like it there a lot. Uh, it's a small school, but um, you get to um, interact with the professors quite a bit closer. I think. That now, way. what made you decide on mechanical engineering? Is that just something that you you always wanted to do, or um, so? What, tell me a little bit about that. What what made you decide mechanical engineering? I came to the United States, and in fact, I already made up my mind that I want to be, you know, majoring in mechanical. Um, I like um, car. I like. Um, I like uh, mechanical moving stuff. Uh, gears, um, stuff like that. Um, I'm not so much into electrical because I cannot see it. You know, uh, I can't really feel it un- unless I get shocked. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the mechanical stuff that uh, for me is makes sense in the way that I can see how things put together, how things move. Uh, when I was little, I like to build my own toy, like kites. You know, build my own car. With uh, with simple stuff like uh, like wood and uh, yeah, so simple stuff. Um, so those are the things that I can relate to more. Uh, so and I mean, as a kid, uh, you know, it, I, I was grew I, I grew up um, more people towards that. Well, mechanical uh, or engineering is more for boys, so you kind of you know want to say that hey, I'm boy, I, I want to be <laughs> mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, help me understand. I was, I was kind of um, doing, uh, looking at your um, your profile here, and it, um, it 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 says that you also studied crash safety. Now, how did that come about? Oh yeah, this is um, so this uh, in which they have a very good program in uh, crash safety, uh, where they have a crash lab, and they also have a uh, computer simulation lab for crash uh, crash safety. So in fact, you can kind of uh, do uh, create the crash model, uh, model the dummy, model the seed and environment, uh, and then you you simulate the crash before actually conducting the crash. Uh, So they they have a very good facility like that. And um, I have a senior friend was in this area and I saw it and she told me about it and I... I, um, I like it a lot, and I was like, "How? Oh, wow! How this? You know, how do you do that?" And I, I mean, I, I've been always curious, and I could learn stuff like that. So, um, so that's why I, I, I got into talking um, a little bit more about Wichita State and the campus, and um, being in, um, in in America, the culture. Um, what kind of things about the culture kind of uh, made you fall fall in love with it? Was it um, just the uh, was it the people? Was it just um, the the things to do, or what was it about? Uh, America that kind of, um, you know, caused you to say, hey, this is a pretty cool place. Yeah, I, I think in the United States, uh, people respect your your space. Um, people have got more space between yourself, uh, not only physical space, but um, the, um, the as far as the uh, ethical, as far as uh, respect. Um, I, I think... Um, America, the way people brought up is to uh, 
to to learn to respect each other. Um, so um, that that's a part that I I appreciate a lot. Um, so this is the area that I I. I I, I like the most. I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Chun, um, uh, we are going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, um, I have some questions actually from my daughter, uh, who is a she has the, the title loomer at home because she will sit there and loom for hours. And um, she even does tutorials um, at this point. And so um, so I asked her if she had any questions for you. And she actually had, uh, let's see, three or four uh, that I'd like to um, ask you once we when we get back. We'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks, or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production visit wqyl-db.com today's compelling talk and variety music wqyl-db radio the talk and music you want to hear you're listening to wqyl-db wakasha the talk and music you want to hear Welcome back to the Enterprise Now radio show. If you are just joining us, I have with me Mr. Chiang Chun with Rainbow Loom with me. And we were just getting to, to know a little bit more about um, Chiang and um, how he he's an um, immigrant from Malaysia, how he got here, um, what made him want to stay in the, the United States and um, his uh, educational background. We found out a little bit about that. So um, now, Chun, I have a, a few questions from, from my daughter. Um, as I was saying before, 
before the break. She is a loomer. She loves uh, looming. She makes all kind of uh, all kinds of things with it. Uh, it's quite amazing, um, if if you ask me. But um, so I, I I told her I said, well, you know, June's going to be on the show, and she was super excited, and I was super excited, and I said, uh, do you have any questions that you want me to ask him? And uh, she said, yeah. And so she wrote them down, and I promised her that I would ask them. So um, if you don't mind, I'd I'd like to to ask you those questions. Yes, please go ahead. All right. So her first question is, what inspired you to start Rainbow Loom? Uh, well, the the inspiration has actually come from my two daughters. Um, I wanted to impress them with what I can make. Um, so this is uh, back in a while. This is back in 2010. Um, I saw my two daughters, um, the elder one, Teresa, was teaching Michelle, the younger one, and they were 12 and 9-year-old. This was time that they usually learn from their friends. Whatever they do in school, they brought it back, and then they do it, you know, they have fun at home. And when I saw them were making bracelets uh, from those ponytail-sized rubber bands, um, I I, I thought to myself that, wow, you know what? I know how to do this when I was little because I... I used to make similar type of uh, links, but those are the times that we make it to uh, to make jam rope, you know, which are made from the larger rubber band. And then I found that it's uh, it's quite difficult to make by fi- my finger because um, obviously my finger are much bigger, rubber bands are much smaller. Uh, so that's when I started to think about what if I can make a loom with uh, pins to hold the rubber bands and loop it backward to make the bracelets. Uh, so in my mind that it was it would work. So I went downstairs, grabbed a scrap board, put some pins on top, and start looping uh, the rubber bands onto the to the pin and loop it backward. And sure enough, I can make bracelets. Um, but uh, initially, my daughters were not quite impressed because I was making the same type. They were making by hand, and then I make uh, I put more rows uh, crisscrossing the linkage rubber bands linkage to make uh, thicker bracelets, and uh, that's when they got excited. They they were saying that Dad, this is the coolest thing I ever seen. You know, can I can I take it to school? You know, and uh, sure enough, they took it to school, and everybody liked it. And all their friends liked it. Even neighbors' kids came to our house and say. Hey Michelle, Dad, can you make me a bracelet? <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, yeah, so it started from just a, a, a you know a project with my daughters. How long did it take you to um, to develop the kit itself? Well, when we have this idea, um, we uh, I, uh, I I talked to my wife about it, and uh, my wife is uh, very how do you say? She's a very conservative and she's the no-no mom. You know, she always said no. <laughs> Obviously, she said no when I, when I told, told, told her that, you know, maybe we can make this in, into a product. And uh, I continue to uh, develop it. And um, it's not only develop the, the, the tool, but um, find out what else that you can make with the loom. Um, and I found out that there are so many patterns you can make, uh, all these mathematic uh, geometric patterns. Uh, you can link them into uh, with with uh, with rubber bands, 
like triangle, rectangular, rhombus, honeycomb, and all the you know all the combination of those. So I was uh, quite intrigued with what I found. Uh, and I went to Google trying to find that. Uh, surprising to me that um, rubber band has been created for over, I guess, over 100 years, and nobody has uh, found this art before. So was t- this is like midnight, you know, like literally like midnight, like three or four o'clock at night. And then I was like, yeah, I, I think I found something. And then I woke my wife up and she was like, honey. You got to work next day. Go back to sleep. <laughs> okay, okay. But look at this. Look at this. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, well, in fact, it, it was something new and nobody had done it before, obviously. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, I'm curious to know uh, about the process that you took. Um, what I hear in your answer is you you use or utilize some of your engineering background in order to um, kind of come up with and develop this product. Um, what was the process like to um, take this from uh, from your home to prototype to market? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I'm very glad that I went through what I went through uh, from you know from went, going to school and then working many years in the through the in the industry. And I get to expose to uh, uh, many of the things that I, I think is very crucial for building a business, um, like design the product, um, uh, how to source the product to, to the factory, uh, how to negotiate with the factory to, you know, to, to, uh, to the people and get the best deal. Um, and then the logistic, uh, scheduling, and then working with uh, people. Um, how to work with people effectively. I mean, I learned a lot through the through my previous experience in the automotive industry. Um, so those are important. Um, but a lot of it, uh, um, it's not only engineering, but the engineering part of it, um, I I do know about uh, designing product. It, it was not my main responsibility, but I do know how to create drawings. Um, make changes to the design, and then I do understand about the um, like tooling, how to make mold uh, to to make the plastic injection parts. Uh, those those type of knowledge I do have it already, uh, which help uh, help me to make to design this product. But beyond this, um, beyond the engineering background, I think those are really important as well. Uh, is to be able to um, to to start a business. Uh, which I have not done it before. So most of that, uh, or I, I should say everything was learning from um, um, from ground up <laughs> with no experience. So we, we learn as we go, I guess. Tell me um, a, a little bit about the challenge, some of the challenges that you had early on um, in your business. Well, we have uh, many challenges um, when you, obviously when you start a business and uh, we didn't have much of an experience at all. So I guess the most uh, most difficult challenges would be the cash flow um, because we don't have much money to begin with. Um, we only have five thousand dollars, and we have to watch what we spend. <laughs> so uh, a lot of money go to uh, the tooling, and then we have some money uh, set aside for buying pots. Uh, like rubber bands, uh, injection uh, pots, like uh, the the loom itself, uh, and then we also need to 
you know, obviously get the packaging, the instruction manual, uh, and so forth. So um, um, I think um, the, the point is uh, we have to do everything by ourselves, and we don't have much experience at all. So those are a lot of time that we only can spend uh, time because we do have, uh, I do have full-time work job, and uh, so I need to do everything after work. So a lot of time, spend the time working through uh, to the night. Uh, so not much sleep at all. So those are the, I mean, those are the top times, but uh, it's still uh, a time that uh, I enjoy a lot. Um, the the challenges, the other challenges is like uh, when we get the product, uh, we, then we found out the problem afterwards. Um, like um, we started this uh, rainbow loom uh, design. Uh, we have uh, too many pins in the um on the on the loom itself. So it started actually with six pins, six rows of pins rather than three rows of pins that the way the product uh NSC's today. Uh, because I found out that um when I put six pins and give to my daughters or their any other friends, uh it was too too complicated for them to start. So that's why I decided that um Simplified to three pins, three row of pins with one center row upset it downward so kids will know where to start. It's more intuitive that way for them to, to use it. Um, but any changes would be uh, costing money because it would, you know, the, the product is not designed that way. So the, um, the, uh, the base, the blue place on the bottom that step in uh, from the bottom. It was designed after we had the initial product um, launch. <laughs> so it was a last-minute change. But that was a good change because uh, that's what the, you know, the market needs because it's, 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 uh, people can, can use it. Um, and we have other challenges, uh, a lot of other challenges. The, the, the old hook was bad. It was made with uh, metal. Um, I had to hand rework them all, uh, every piece of them. I we ordered ten thousand pieces, and every piece was uh, I would have to spend two minutes, two to three minutes to to rework them. So ten thousand pieces is a lot of time just to rework those. Um, it was really tough uh, to begin with. Uh, we have to pack our own rubber bands. We have to clean it, wash it. Uh, because the factory that makes rubber bands, they put after they make the rubber, they put it on the floor and start collecting dust. And it was too dusty for anybody to use it. So uh, we have to put in the bathtub, our bathtub, pour the rubber band in, and then put soap and hand wash it and lay the rubber band on the carpet with um, with towel on the bottom just to dry it out next day, collect it, and then start packing it. So it was a lot of work. Um, I actually did uh, compare uh, how much I would have made um, working as an engineer, working all time at Nissan. Uh, that's when I was I used to work there. And I was making like uh, less than a third of what I, I would make uh, as compared to me working in Nissan. So, um, but you know what? Um, that's the part that you always think that you, you're working for yourself. You're working, you know, you're, you're creating a business here. So regardless of how hard it was, 
you still you still do it, you know, because uh, you, because you you are, you always still building something bigger than what you know what it is or what 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 you what you're making for as an hourly uh, worker. Well, Chung, we'll, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, I have some questions about um, your the website and the uh, instructional videos. Uh, so we'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today stuck or overwhelmed in your business, having trouble putting ideas into action, not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks, or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production visit wqyl-db.com today's compelling talk and variety music wqyl-db radio the talk and music you want to hear you're listening to wqyl-db wakasha the talk and music you want to hear all right, we are back on Enterprise now, and we have been talking with Chun of Rainbow Loom, and it's uh, it's it's fascinating to hear uh, the story of how you came up with the idea, um, how your background, both in um, in academia uh, and corporate America, played roles in your success in building your business. Um, what I'm interested to know is, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, my daughter. Um, is doing uh, tutorial videos now, uh, as well as watching them. Where where did that come about, and how did that impact your business? Um, and, and when I say that, I'm I'm, I'm speaking of your um, your instructional videos. Sure. Um, well, the, the part is when we came up with this product, Rainbow Room. It was uh, under a different name. It was uh, Treat Spans in the past. Um, we 
decided to change the name. But anyway, so this product, the, the problem was that nobody know what it is. It, it was because uh, it was not something that people seen it before. It was not a coach. It was not a coach in the. It was not a friendship bracelet maker. It was not anything that people are familiar with. So when we tried to sell this product to the store, nobody wanted to buy it. And uh, I even took my daughters to the store and then showed them how it works. And everybody turned their back and they would say that, you know what, it's too difficult to make and I don't think it's going to work. I'm sorry, you have to leave. You know, so most of the time we go to the store, we end up disappointed and, you know, came back. So, um, I mean, the time that uh, when you have when we face no option, you know, so we have to create our own option. <laughs> we have to create our own opportunity. You know, we have to do things that, that is free. Um, the things that was free was YouTube video. You know, we found out that you can create your own videos and put on YouTube and let for people to watch. And it doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't cost you anything for marketing. I will do that. You know, so, um, so at first I record myself and and try to explain the product, and then I immediately find out that you know what, it's not going to work. No kids want to see a forty-year-old Asian guy <laughs> speaking broken English and trying to sell up for that. You know, so I have uh, my daughters to. Um, to to rec- I did record my daughters and have them to make the bracelets. So and that uh, initially it uh, it was not popular at all. So we had to go to um, go to the mall uh, and then we pass out free bracelets. And inside the the bracelet we had to cut our you know telling them where to buy the loom. Uh, that's how we started. Uh, we went to the store. We tell the store owner that, you know what, you don't have to pay us now. Let me put my product here. If you sell, you pay us. I'll come back in a week or two weeks. You know, so usually they, they're okay if they don't have to pay anything. Uh, so that's how we slowly get started. And then um, I did uh, I did learn uh, from my brother. He know, uh, my brother is Yao, Yao Eng. Uh, he lives in Wichita, Kansas. He created uh, products for lawn use as well. So I learned quite a bit from him. I asked him about how to make a uh, uh, website. So he taught me how to do all that. Um, so that's how, I mean, that's how we started. Um, started very small. It was meant to be home business because my wife were, um our kids were older and my wife, um, she, she does not work. She didn't go to university. Um, so she stayed home most of the time, so I thought that she can help uh, uh, earn some money working from home and on her flexible time. So, that, that, yeah, it worked out pretty good at the time. So when did you realize that, okay, this is probably no longer going to be a home business and it, it's something bigger? Oh, oh yeah. So, um, so back in 2000, uh, 2012, um, so uh, there was the time that uh, there was the time that uh, when store independent store they found out our product, and there was a store in uh, Georgia. Um, it's in the city called Alpharetta. It's the store. It's, it's the name is called Learning Express. It's a franchise mom and pop owned store. 
um, they call me up and they say, hey, I heard about your, you sell this rubber band thingy to make a bracelet. So can you, uh, I'm interested to try it out. Can you send like 12 pieces to, 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 to me? So we did that and we sent some product to them to sell. And then uh, like two or three days later, they call us back. They say, hey, I needed more. <laughs> so every time, they, a few days later, they call back and then they wanted more and more. And then uh, they, uh, in in a few days, like in uh, two days' time, they call us, uh, they, they actually sent an order to us that worth $10,000. And my wife and I looking look at this, scare, stare at the screen for a while and then, you know, like, oh my gosh, what, what's, what's going on? <laughs> uh, but later we found that the store teach, uh, used several products and teach uh, their customers how to use the the product as a as an educational craft product rather than just a toy. Uh, so there was a big break, um, and I knew that. Um, well, when I think about it, that time I thought about that time. Um, I was thinking that if I were able to repeat all the mom and pop store in the United States that sell the way they they they, they did, you know, then I would. I was going to be in something big, so that was just a, just a thought like that, and um, and sure enough that the uh, when they taught their sister stores, uh, they have other learning express store toy store in the United States, um, and they were doing the same thing, and their sales were keep good. They, they they kept coming back and order more and more. So a single toy stores, um, they can order from us. Um, in the neighborhood of thirty to forty thousand dollars a month, <laughs> which is which was a lot for Singapore, that you know. Um, so I, at that time, uh, we couldn't sell to that many stores because obviously we were assembled from home, and uh, I get help from everywhere that I could, you know, could ask for. I asked my neighbors. All the um, their parents, because some of their parents stay home, and also their parents will come to work, and then the little kid that uh, the neighborhood kid that came to ask for bracelet, they all my workers at one time. <laughs> um, so, so at, at, at that time, I realized that uh, it was not something that I can operate from our garage or from our basement. So I had to go uh, redesign the product and then. Went to source to a beacon factory to uh, to do the uh, to do the production for us. So I, I did that, um, and and that's when the sales become even higher. Talk a little bit about how you um, obviously you guys have, have defined your target market and uh, you know how to reach them. But talk to me, talk to us a little bit about the process. How did you guys come to? Um, to knowing who you guys were going to target, and then how you were going to to market to them and reach the reach that target market. Sure, sure. In fact, uh, we we know nothing about target market. You know, all we know is kids like it, like kids like my my daughters. They would like it, you know. And then we do find out that boys also liked it because this product is the um, gender neutral. Um, there were about 30%, 35% are boys customers. By the way, um, 
in fact, uh, we try when we have this product, we try everywhere. We try to sell this product to every store that we can get hold of. I even call up Walmart, call up Target, Toys R Us, and every every channel that I can think of. Um, but nobody wants to buy it. And I guess the important thing, uh, important thing to do is to focus on. Uh, selling it directly to the customer, be able to speak directly to your customer. So our customer are kids, you know, kids uh, from seven year old, six seven year old to twelve year old. Uh, directly interact with them uh, by means of um, having you know create our own videos, YouTube videos. Uh, show show them how to make the how to use our product to make uh, exciting. Creations, so that was the the thing that we did. We did not um, after we were we were we failed miserably. People shut door on us. The big the store shut door on us. Then we will only focus on customer directly interact with our customer, um, and and we found that it was uh, it, our credible answer. <laughs> so when customer want to buy, the stores will come. Uh, we will find us. Uh, for example, even even uh, even Walmart later on they they call us. They say they want to buy our product. You know, so uh, it, it makes a lot of difference when when your customer want to buy your product and the buyer will will find you. Well, Chun, um, I have uh, good and bad news. Um, which one would you like first? Uh, either one is fine. <laughs> So the good news is I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I have about a page and a half of notes of insights and, and concepts that you mentioned just by telling your, your story and, and, and taking us through your journey. Uh, the bad news is we have run out of time and I got to I got to let you go. And uh, <laughs> so I know, you know, I know you're you're a busy guy and you have things to do. But um, so thank you so much again for uh, agreeing to be on the show. Um, I'm always uh, fascinated by hearing people's stories and how they got to where they are um, and achieve success. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you are an, a, a success and an inspiration to uh, business owners and entrepreneurs everywhere. So thank you uh, for what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and so, Listeners, thank you so much. I, I, I know that you got a lot out of it. So um, if you want to reach out to um, Mr. Chun, um, Chun, what's the best way that folks can reach out to you? So reach out to me. Uh, you can. Uh, do you have my email? Uh, let, let's give it to us if you don't mind. Okay. It's uh, Chun, C-H-O-O-N, at RainbowLoon.com. Okay, and then obviously that that website is rainbowloom.com. You can go and go on there and um, order products, look at the instructional videos. I know, like I was telling you guys earlier, we have bought thousands and thousands and thousands of bands. So don't forget to go and, um, and check that out. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Enterprise Now radio show. Don't forget to go to our website and uh, wqyl-db.com at forward podcast to listen to our past episodes to all of our wonderful guests. Thank you guys so much, so much, so much for your love and your support. We'll talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? 
Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.